We are still standing because we are punching above our weight as a church by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So the title of today's message is, I keep punching above my weight. That's the title. I keep punching above my weight. Hallelujah. So that, 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 that's a metaphor that I just gave you there. I gave this metaphor. What it means basically is to perform, achieve and do something at a level that is considered beyond one's ability, talent and personal attributes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Punching above my weight. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hmm. So you, you understand, I get Right. So what I'm saying to you this morning as we prepare to read our scripture, in life, we have people that achieve be, who achieve below expectation and those who meet expectation and those who achieve beyond expectation. In other words, you exceed all expectations. Three types of people. Hallelujah. So when you first believe... At the start of your reformation journey or your Christian journey, you had expectations, right? Can I see those when they got saved, when they became Christian, had expectations. Hallelujah. Probably you saw a corner office already without qualifications because probably during the era when you got born again, the preachers were telling you you'll get promotion without the qualification because God qualifies the unqualified. Oh yes, we praise God. And some of you, you actually did end up in those corner offices without the qualification. And some of you, reality struck. Hallelujah. It never happened. And of course, hallelujah. So what I'm trying to say, you had expectations. What maybe you are not aware, when you got born again or got saved, society had expectations from you. They were verbalized or vocalized, if you want. In my case, and I don't know why people are always after me. I really don't know. And I'm such a soft. You know when I got born again? But oh, when I was born Two year, three year, and five. And every time they say, but no, 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 there was an expectation that people get born again and they never survive the journey. Along the way, they give up. And we know we are in a season where people have given up on their faith, have given up on God. That is why even when a, a church attendance is up to 50, it's still poor in any church, including the big churches, is people don't want to go to church anymore. People are tired of church. People are tired of this faith thing. Hallelujah. They are looking for alternatives. And guess what? The expectations of society became a reality in that case. But the point I'm trying to say, there are expectations. Whether it's you or society or your family. Hallelujah. Even when you enroll at university, Professors already scan students. They know, ah, I wouldn't expect much from this one. 
or we don't expect much from a person coming from this school because this university has never enrolled people from such schools. Hallelujah. And you exceed all expectations. Hallelujah. Some of you, you are that. Amen. And let's praise God for that. Amen. Hmm. However, in the journey of life, there are up and downs. There are speed humps. There are things that will challenge your faith and your belief. Hallelujah. Mm. There will be times in life where you are not expected to make it through. A musician shares a testimony about his mother, saying that everybody had given up all hope that she would be well. And of course, he doesn't finish up the testimony, but if I hear well, it sounds like the mother got well. But the mother got well. All I'm trying to say, you'll find yourself one, one way or the other at some point in time in a very tight corner whereby people don't expect anything good to come out. And suddenly you just rise. All right. But when you find yourself in times and situations whereby you're not expected to make it through, you need to be unwavering in your hope of the gospel. That's our message today. Punching above your weight requires you to be unwavering in your hope of the gospel. Hallelujah. You need to keep the faith you need to keep going despite the season in your life. Hallelujah. The question I'm answering for you this morning is how to be unwavering in the hope of the gospel. How to be unwavering in the hope of the gospel. Because life at some point will pressure you to waver. But the Bible expects you not to waver. The Bible expects you to stand still, to be firm, to be resolute, to be determined, and to be unshaken, unshakable. But let me add another one, to become unstoppable. Amen. 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 If it has not happened, I can prophesy right now accurately, so it's coming. And you will have to stand your ground. Hallelujah. If it never comes, it means you are not alive. Hallelujah. Any great person, God to situations whereby they had to doubt their faith and beliefs. And they had to stand their ground. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Glory. So how to be unwavering in the hope of the gospel. The text for this morning. Or the scripture for this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I forgot I'm wired. So, but oh... <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll get used to these things. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. I read from the New King James Version. I hope those who are online, they have it on their screen. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you had, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. 
The things I just want you to highlight or underline, continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you had. So it's three things that you need to underline. Grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you had. Hallelujah. So those are the things uh, you need to underline. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, I'll go through them in the next 20 minutes. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for blessing the reading of this word. Thank you for anointing it. And thank you, Lord, for speaking this word to the hearts of the men and women who are listening. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Number one. Is your writing notes? Know the hope of the gospel. I'm going to repeat for those who are taking notes. Know the hope of the gospel. You have to know the hope of the gospel. The simplest way to tell you what is the hope of the gospel is Jesus Christ. So the hope of the gospel is Jesus Christ. So if you are going to be unwavering, right, in the hope of the gospel, you must know who Jesus is. That's number one. I know you go like Nyamazu Jesu, man. You need to be reminded, but not only that, sometimes you are not really sure about the things you know about Jesus. I just want to give you five things about Jesus as part of knowing the hope of the gospel. Very basic, elementary things, but I learned in life, it's not the complicated things that makes the big difference in our lives. It's always the simple stuff. Simple, simple stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. By the way, don't say you heard it from me. People who enjoy complicated sermons, they tend not to grow spiritually. Mm, that's what I've noticed over my over 20 years of being a Christian. The ones who grow are the ones who enjoy the simple sermons. Because somehow they are able to take that and apply that in their lives. Hallelujah. So if you are looking for a complicated one, I'm not talking to you. Hallelujah. If you are on YouTube, just switch. Look for another preacher for the day. Hallelujah. I want to talk to those who want to grow. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Number one, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Two, he was there in the beginning. He is the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. Number three, he is the creator of all that is. In other words, he is the creator. He is not the created. We never created him. He exists by himself and in himself. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, he is immutable because he has no beginning and he has no end in the order of Melchizedek. He has no beginning or end because he is the creator. Hallelujah. He holds the earth in the palm of his head. And most importantly for you today, he is your redeemer. He is your redeemer. Let's go to number two. I've already told you about Jesus. That's the least you know. That's the least information you need to know about Jesus. That's all. You know this, you'll become a very, very strong Christian. If you, th this all, 
Hallelujah. When you know that this Jesus was there in the beginning, he never changes, that's it. And that is your Redeemer. That's it. Hallelujah. There are many, many, many other things about Jesus. But this will get you through anything. Hallelujah. Number two, don't be driven by evil thoughts and actions. Don't be driven by evil thoughts and actions. I get it. Our number one, you need to know the hope of the gospel, which is Jesus. So before we get to this thing of talking about thoughts and actions and what, we can't remove Jesus from the equation. He's everything. Hallelujah. Amen. So turn with me to Colossians chapter 1, verse 26. I read. I think this is the living translation or the new living translation. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. So this scripture basically is telling us who we were before Christ. Are you still with me? And it's showing us that when we are not in Christ, when we don't have Christ, we become driven by evil thoughts and actions. And evil thoughts and actions will drive you away from God, devil. In other words, when you don't have Jesus in you, it means you'll be driven by evil thoughts and your actions will be evil. Hallelujah. Do you understand, Agere? So that's very important that you grasp this. Amen. So in your journey of faith, there is a constant enemy. And sometimes you guys, you're always looking for the devil. The enemy is so close to you than you, uh, than you have ever thought or imagined. It's the unregenerated mind. Jesus saves, right? Amen. The spirit. And the mind is not gener regenerated. It needs to be renewed constantly on a daily basis. Amen. That's one aspect. That's your spirit. He is saved. But your mind needs to be renewed on a daily basis. Hour by hour. Second by second. Hallelujah. Because if you are going to be a strong Christian, watch your thoughts. Because your thoughts determine your actions. You know these things. Hallelujah. Amen. It is your biggest enemy. And evil thoughts and actions are what originally separated God, uh, people from God. And I can tell you now, as a child of God, the enemy manages to plant evil thoughts, and then you act on that, that separates you from God. Regardless of what we say in our uh, grace uh, gospel, evil thoughts and evil actions separate you from God. And that is why I like the people Right, like in the church I come from, every time they make altar call, hundreds of people go to the front. But not only that, it happens to be the same people. I like those people. Because just make sure of your salvation. Because you need to renew yourself all the time. You get it, an opportunity to be saved. Take it. Hallelujah. I've never seen a verse that said, you must not be saved. You must only be saved once. You can receive Jesus as many times as you want to until you are satisfied. Hallelujah and glory to God. Amen. Because once you are separated from God, you are no longer in the will of God. Two, 
you are no longer in the purpose of God. Three, what you do is not what God desires. That's a serious problem there. And most importantly, you are outside the promise of God. Meaning, whatever God has promised in Scripture does not apply to you when you are separated from Him. And that is why it's so important to remain in Christ, to be found in Christ, to be in Him. In fact, Apostle Paul says, this is the secret of the gospel that was hidden for ages, that Christ will come and be in you. The presence of God will be in you so that you can live on a daily basis in the promises of God. Hallelujah. In other words, you live in this luxury of having the full wisdom of God, the full understanding of God, the full knowledge of God being in you. But when your job and your role and responsibility is to make sure that there are no evil thoughts in you. Amen. Amen. It's not God's job, it's your job. Hallelujah. We showed you last week that avoid certain things that plant negative thoughts. It's your job, unfortunately. Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to Jesus. Because once you are in God, when you are in Christ, you will be able to punch above your weight. Because technically and originally, we are in a fallen state as the human race. We are not expected to achieve anything. Hallelujah. But because of Jesus in our lives, that can change, even though they don't expect us to achieve anything. But because greater is he who is in us, we can punch above our weight. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Acts, are these not the people who are with Jesus? Are these not the people who are not educated? But listen to the way they talk. They should have been with Jesus. They said the only difference is these guys are fishermen, they are uneducated, but somehow being with Jesus changed who they are. So know the hope of the gospel, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ takes ordinary men, makes them extraordinary. He takes ordinary women, makes them extraordinary. Hallelujah. He takes ordinary budget makes it extraordinary. You don't have to be a high earner to do amazing things. You need Jesus in your life to do the extraordinary. I was telling Brother Nkosi or rather Deacon Nkosi and I say the church does not have to have thousands and thousands of people to achieve amazing things. It needs people who have Jesus. Quality people who have Jesus as their Lord. As long as we have Jesus as our Lord, we will do amazing things in our generation. People will never even explain how we achieve what we are achieving. Hallelujah. But we know we are punching above our weight because logically we can't do the things we, we are doing. But because of Jesus in us, we can do it. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can run a thriving business, a SEP software king, you can run a thriving business when you have Jesus in you. Amen. Let's do the last one, then we go home. Hallelujah. Number three, 
take hold of your senses. Your responsibility. Take hold of your senses. This is what I'm saying to you, Ms. Alwada, if you're not getting me. Come to your senses. What I'm trying to say, you go to Luke 15. There's a story I'm going to preach about it uh, uh, on it soon, soon. Maybe it could even be next week. You just have to understand. When the young man lost his senses, he took his inheritance and left his father. Went and spent or squandered everything with prostitutes, with drunkards, you name the list, Akiri, because he was separated from the father. And what separated him from his father? His evil thoughts. Hallelujah. But the Bible says the day he came to his senses, he stood, he thought clearly. He said, in my father's house, how many servants do we have? How many of those servants are well fed and I'm starving? And he said, I shall rise and go to my father. Coming to your senses is coming to the realization that there are people who are less gifted, who are in Christ, who are in Jesus, doing amazing things for God. All you have to do, I will arise. I have the gift. I will go to my father. I apologize because I know when I am in Jesus, I can also do greater things. Hallelujah. I always tell people, I say, I say, especially my wife, you know, so and so will be a great preacher. I, I can tell you, he'll be a great man of God in South Africa. No one will even come close to this guy. But me, why is standing between him and the gift until he comes to his senses. Well, Pastor A will continue improving as preachers while he is in the scrap heaps. Who hear what I'm trying to say? And you can think about different examples in your context or in your industry. Hallelujah. You know and you know that so-and-so was good with mathematics. Where are they? All they have to do, come to their senses. Somehow, Baba intelligent. Hallelujah. Come to your senses. Accept the truth revealed in Scripture as is. Don't edit. Problem battle editor. Don't edit what's in Scripture. Accept the truth as is in the Scripture because it's for your own good if you accept it as it is. Hallelujah. When you believe the truth, Outstanding. Your story becomes his story. You know the preachers have told you that. When you believe the truth as revealed in the scriptures, ah, your story becomes the story of God. I don't think the story of God is full of failure. Ah, miss call, miss call. Miss call. I don't know why yeah, 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 hallelujah, yeah, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen, hallelujah. Mm. When you believe the truth, as I say to you, your story becomes God's story. When you believe the mighty power of God that raised Christ from the dead, you are inviting God 
to come your way. When you look at go, go, go Luke chapter 15, when that boy came to his senses and says, I will arise, I can tell you, his father where he was arose also. Because there's something attractive to God when his creation comes to their senses. The Bible, the father was running to him. He was running to the father. All protocol was broken. When you come to your senses, you invite God in your space. You invite God in your career. You invite God in your marriage. You invite God in your finances. You invite God in your ministry. You invite God in all you do when you come to your senses. Yes, the struggle might be real. Come to your senses. Believe the scriptures as they are. And of course, great grace comes upon you when you receive the hope of the gospel. Take hold of your senses when you believe and when you continue without wavering. Don't allow anything that's happening around you to disturb your hope of the gospel. Hallelujah. You shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, not in the land of the dead. Because the grave will never glorify it. The grave will never honor God. God honors us when we excel, when we punch above our weight, when we do the extraordinary. People go like, these are the people of God. These are the children of God. But when we are not punching above our weight, God does not get honored. Mm. You need to be steadfast in your faith. Because when you're not steadfast in your faith, you will never receive anything from God. The Bible says a man full of doubt or a woman full of doubt must never expect to receive anything from God. Even though it was promised but because of doubt, don't expect to receive. But I'm happy that you are not separated from God. You are reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus. That is why I said, no, Jesus is your redeemer. You are not separated from God. You are reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus. You are raised with Christ when you were baptized, hallelujah, we will be baptizing uh, in the next com coming weeks. So do sign up for baptism, hallelujah, hallelujah. So you were raised with Christ when you were baptized. But not only that, you were restored into your rightful position, a position of a son. You see, when you come to your senses, you get reconciled to God. And when you are reconciled to God, I tell you, you are in the presence of God. In the presence of God, that is your rightful position. Hallelujah. The Bible says quite Ephesians, in fact, we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Even though we are here on earth, we operate at a higher level. That is why I'm saying we are punching above our weight. 
When they are affected by this economy, we don't get affected by this economy because we operate on a different economy. People can't explain why churches are flourishing during COVID in this country. They thought it's the end of the churches. You look the church I come from, the one my wife comes from, and the one that other people come They are doing well. We are doing well with no people coming on Sunday. Hallelujah. Because the hand of God is upon the churches. Hallelujah. But that very same hand that is upon the church must be upon your family, must be upon your company. Your company can flourish with the same principles that are applied in the church. You want to know how to steer a company during tough times? Ask a pastor. Hallelujah. And don't ask him to explain it from an academic point of view. Just say, how did you steer this sheep called the church during tough times? Because the answers are there. He won't give you theory. He will tell you it is the presence of God. He will tell you it is the anointing of God. He will tell you that it is the favor of God that we managed to do this. We were, yes, of course, supposed to close. But somehow, because God is with us, who can be against us, we will punch and punch and punch above our weight. Hallelujah. We can't explain this academically, unfortunately. And you can't test this academically. I'm just telling you it is the truth. Amen and glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You are raised with Christ, seated with him in the heavenly, with the creator, your spirit. So what do you do in closing? Believe two things. Two, I'm a simple guy. Some of you, you know, I'm involved in doing PhD studies. I've learned there what they want you is to simplify complex uh, uh, concepts. As long as you are not simplifying, you don't understand what you are doing. I thought there I must write sentences that confuse the supervisor and everybody who's going to mark. No, you must make it as plain, as simple as possible. And that's how you go through. So I'm going to give you two things, not ten, two, because it's the simple things that changes lives. I wish I could give you ten, but I think two will make the difference. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, the, the most painful process of going through studies is when after you've written many pages, then before you even submit, on your own, you delete and you delete this is cruel. You, on yourself, you are regulating yourself and delete and delete until it's nice and clean. I've done the rough work for you. Two things that you know that will change your life for the better. This is what you must believe. One, you are reconciled. Yes, believe it. I am reconciled. Where do I find that? First Colossians, no, sorry, Colossians chapter 1, verse 22, New Living Translation reads as follows. You are now, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. Can you see that? There's a truth you must believe. You are reconciled to God, right? Through the body of Christ, isn't it? Therefore, you are not separated from God. You are in him. And if you are in him, you punch above your weight. Full stop, period. Hallelujah. Don't argue with anyone. Believe this truth. It is for you. 
Your own senses might be saying, but you are not fit to be a son. But grace is saying to you this morning, clothe him with the finest robes. Grace is saying, bring the dream. Bring the new sandals for him. Grace is saying, we are going to feast on the fattened calf. Today we are going to celebrate him. That's all you have to do. Believe. Hallelujah. Amen. And finally, you are raised and made alive in Christ. You might be saying you are done and out. You are, not, you are ready to be a servant in the kingdom of God. But the faith of the gospel in Christ says, this is my son. I'm saying you have already marked yourself down that you don't deserve anything good from God. But the faith of the gospel says, this is my son. This is my daughter. He or she was dead, but he is alive. Ah, can, I, can, can we stand up now? We are done. It, it, it's saying, the grace of God is saying to you, this is my daughter. This is my son. He was dead. He had left me. He was separated from me. But guess what now? He is alive. He is raised with Christ. This is my son. He was dead and he is alive now. It's also found in Luke chapter 15. When you read Colossians chapter 2 verse 13, you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away from you. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. Now, never allow the unregenerated mind in you to say, that you are a sinner, that you are evil, that evil resides here. No! Holiness resides in you. Christ resides in you. Believe that, that you have been raised with Christ. Yes, you were with the pigs. Yes, you were down and out. Yes, you were corrupt, but he has raised you up. He lifted you up. Hallelujah. You are raised to new life together with Christ, seated with him in the heavenly realms because you have been reconciled to God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 and Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Hallelujah. May we close our eyes to prepare to pray. And because you are raised with Christ, you can expect to live a life of exceptional results. A life that honors God through excellence in all we do. Because never ever again Doubt yourself. You are complete in Christ. Because in the fullness of God, he resides in you by his Holy Spirit. Jesus did all the great things he could do in his life when he was on earth here because of the Holy Spirit in him. Now I want you. This is part of the prayer. Raise your hands if you want and receive in Jesus' mighty name. I want you, regardless of who says what and what they think, it's not important. What's in, important is what God thinks and what Pastor A is thinking right now. This is what God says. Your leadership is going to go beyond expectation. Therefore, expect to have leadership 
qualities beyond expectation. Hallelujah. Yes, you never made it to Harvard or the finest business schools in South Africa, but I will tell you, they are going to study your leadership style as a case study because our God will raise your leadership. Those who are receiving that, praise Him right now. I'm saying God is going to raise your leadership ability to another level. Yes, they might have set the bar low for you. They've already said you can't go beyond this level in the company, but with God, He's going to raise you beyond human expectations. The family don't expect much from your leadership. They don't see much in you. But God says he's going to raise your leadership in the family. You are going to take your rightful position as a son of God and begin to lead the family and lead your family and lead the family in Jesus' mighty name. Your employees don't see any good leader in you. But I'm here to say with God, your leadership is rising to another level. Your employees will be your number one cheerers because your leadership is rising right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Expect leadership beyond expectation when you leave this building. You will never be an ordinary leader ever again because Christ is in you. Jesus changed the world with 12, 12 men. Not a lot of people because their leadership level was of another level because of Christ in them. And as you rise in your leadership, you are going to do well. You are going to do well even in your resources and your finances. Therefore, expect, especially those who are broke as I'm talking, expect God to raise your giving to the things of God to another level. Because you can only give as God has provided for you. And I'm saying, expect God to give you so much that your giving becomes so much in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And those who are in the ministry, whether it's the ministry of singing, playing instrument, or preaching, or prophesying, or, 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 or ushering, or take whether it's media whatever ministry that god has called you to expect god to raise the bar of your ministry expect your ministry to be beyond expectation we expect to do things that no one has ever expected from you because when you have jesus you will punch above your weight eyes has never seen and so it has never entered even into the ears of people, what God has in store for you. All you have to do, be in God. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that these words that we spoke over the congregation, those who are here in person and those who are watching online will be a reality in their lifetime. We pray that you protect them from the sicknesses and diseases out there, O oh God, that wants to sabotage your purpose upon their lives. May they live long enough to see the manifestation of their leadership rise to a greater level. May they live long enough 
to see the manifestation of your provision in their lives until their giving is beyond expectation in the name of Jesus. May they live long enough until they have thriving ministries right here at Believers Bible Church or wherever you will send them. I pray in the name of Jesus that let these things become a reality. May you raise preachers in this church, preachers of note, excellent preachers who honor your name. Hallelujah and praise God. Father, we also pray, O oh Lord, that may you raise great musicians right in this ministry, O oh God. M musicians that will honor you with their worship, who will honor you with their praise. May you raise business people in this church, O oh God, who are going to honor you Lord with their produce in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May the kingdom grow because of the business people you are raising here. Whether they've taken the corporate route or the entrepreneurial route but we say Lord raise these people raise these business people raise them up in the name of Jesus Christ oh Lord may there be a high density now listen this is the Lord speaking to you in this church there will be a high density a high concentration of professionals and entrepreneurs right here in this church in the name of Jesus and you are going to live long enough to see the manifestation of this high density in the name of Jesus Christ. You are going to flourish and prosper in everything that you do in the name of Jesus. We speak the healing of God upon you in Jesus' mighty name. May God richly bless you as you go home. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So online, we bid you farewell. Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah.